0: How's it folks? Welcome to another delightful episode of Missouri Swagger. This is episode eight, I believe. Um, yes, I'm eight. back from Atlanta. We're uh, trying a
1: different, uh, I'm that is and I'm Cullen Bunn. We this are trying something. We're trying something different today with our recording, a different program. I don't know if it's going to work any better or any worse than the other stuff we tried, but hey, it's new and different. It's, it's something we're doing. And I've, I've moved my
0: recording station to the center of my big wooden and rock room and i've elevated my microphone off of the hard surface so perhaps it will sound better
1: we honestly have no idea what you're watching right now
0: (laughs) no it's impossible because we always sound fine to one another and i did earlier i did a test recording just by myself on my end it sounded fine so i don't think it's my microphone that's causing problem i don't know at some point we're going to be making lots of money on this because you guys are going to be following us in mass and buying all of our comic books, and then we'll be able to hire someone
1: to do all the parts we don't understand. I don't know That's if we're going to and wait that long, Dennis. We may have to. We may have to buckle down and find someone that understands. Something. Fixing it right now. We're trying something over. We're trying something, we're really trying something different. That doesn't mean we're fixing anything. That's true. So um, you just what got back. I, don't I don't think. I think we're so. What. Yes. What about another episode? What's drag- no, Dragon? Oh, you want to talk about Dragon Con? Yeah, let's talk about Dragon Con. Have you ever been to Dragon Con? I've never been. The stories of Dragon Con have gone for years and years and years and years. Some of those stories are pretty horrifying. But, so, we're uh, going to do an episode about a thing you've never been to. I can just say I've, I've never been. I've just heard stories, including the really bad stories. But I'm excited that what you went. Is- I did.
0: I went and had a good time. I'll I love Atlanta. I had been on the fence about going uh, because I have friends in Atlanta. Um, Kevin Mellon lives down there and um, Matt Wilson lives near there. And anyway, I, I, I've, I've had friends down there, but i would never been to Atlanta. And then at the beginning of this past month, beginning of August, I went to visit my good friend Kevin for a couple of days and Atlanta's amazing. So I immediately got on my email and found the Dragon Con invitation from multiple months before and uh, said yes. And thankfully they were like, well, that took you too long, but okay. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it went down. And how uh, was it? It, it's a crazy thing because the, like the con- convention part, the con floor, as it were, is, it's about what planet was before it moved downtown. So like pretty packed and oh. a, like a nice looking space, but not huge. Yeah. So like a medium sized con. Let's say like a, a medium sized Midwestern con is what the floor was like. But that show floor is one of, like, four floors in that building. And that building is one of five buildings that the con is in. So, like, comics are a tiny part of a much larger thing that is mostly, as far as I can tell, cosplay. So you walk out of this, like, medium-sized show into a sea of people that rivals San Diego. But 95% of all those people are wearing costumes. So it's like, if you take the costumey area of any other con and ran it through a kaleidoscope so that it mirrors out in all directions, it's the most, like, visually overwhelming place I've ever been in my life. Wow. Like, I had to leave the area where the con was just to, like, take a breather a couple different times because it's just, like, so much sensory overload.
1: Yeah, I've always heard of a cosplay show. I mean, and I, yeah, I see it coming through, like, on Twitter, everybody posting pictures of cosplay from Dragon Con. It looks awesome, if you're into cosplay. cosplay is amazing. Yeah, I mean, it, I think yeah, that's to go amazing. all out. Um,
0: yeah, with it, to a degree that you can't, like, okay, there's a Zardoz dance party, so there are a dozen people dressed like Zardoz all what? going around together. And, yeah. there are the pictures? And when,
1: First of all, how what, what was your favorite song to dance to? Second of all, were you wearing a unitard?
0: Well, I didn't get invited to the Zardoz dance it's party. I went with my girlfriend Jasmine.
1: It's an invite-only yeah. Zardoz party.
0: I, well, here's the—that's the other thing—is that a lot of the stuff there's like there's like tales of Dragon Con that people will tell you. They'll be like, "Well, there's a Zardoz dance party." You're like, right. "Okay, what?" And they don't have any details. And then you're walking through one of these massive hotels full of people, and you see five people dressed like Zardoz dancing. And you're like, well, is that what you mean? Or is like do those people later le- meet up with twenty more people
1: and go to invite only Zardoz dance party? But You have uh, to find the Zardoz dance party. You can't just you can't you're not even invited. You just have to discover that. The way Well here's what happened. Discover Zardoz. Here's
0: what happened with it. I went down with my girlfriend Jasmine and Jasmine had never heard of nor seen Zardoz, had no idea what Zardoz was. So when we when she heard Zardoz a dance party, she's like, what is that? So she looked it up. She sees the picture of Sean Connery dressed in the weird red diaper. Right. Is immediately infatuated and said, well, we have to find this. So a couple nights later, we're walking around, and we see three or four people dressed like Zardoz. And she is, like, delighted and goes and gets all these photos with them. And they've got the mask and the thing. They're all wearing costume. And, you know, we take photos. and We move on. That's the only time we see the Zardoz people. In hindsight, looking at those photos... Zardoz was definitely planning on taking my girlfriend away from me. Like they, in the photos, it looks like they've come to take her and she somehow escaped and we just didn't figure out what it was. So if, I think if I just left Jasmine alone for five more minutes, she would have been invited to the Zardoz transport. They wanted nothing to do with me, but I think she would have gotten in. Much like the rest
1: of us, Dennis. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because Dragon Con sounds like, you know, there are, there are little cons around, you know, here in Missouri. Mm -hmm. That have a A cave conference. uh, What's that? A cave conference that's coming up. CaveCon's gonna be a little different. It doesn't have, there's no Zardoz dance party at CaveCon. But no, there, there are, right. We have to build up to that. Um, but no, there are a lot of little conventions, uh, that have gone, you know, over the years that have like these hidden parties and, uh, you know, these invite only dance parties and things like that. And they started, They've always, I've always associated that with sort of a gaming convention. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe that's, uh, you know, I think Dragon Con kind of grew out of something like that, right? I mean, it grew from a very small well, thing, region, right?
0: Yeah, there's like a big gaming area. Um, there's, I mean, I think there's a bunch of different areas that I didn't go to because not when I was there. But at some point, yeah, the cosplay took hold. And it is just a massive cosplay thing. In and around all of the other things. So, yeah, I believe. You know me; I'm not a gamer, so I didn't go into the gaming stuff. But I think that's I there, and it's definitely the case. Um, Jazz is more of a gamer than I am, and so she would point out a lot of costumes that she knew what they were, and I would have no idea.
1: I like I, I like Zarda. I like that you're like, oh, gaming. You know me; I avoided that. But Zarda's dance party, let's go! <laughs> you would absolutely go to Zarda's dance party. Yeah, but I'm not making any massive statements. Oh, gaming? But of course I'd go to a Zardoz It's not like I think gaming gaming is bad. I'm just not that into it. You can't dance with Zardoz either, but you certainly looked for a Zardoz dance party. Well, the
0: best thing about Zardoz is the costuming. Like, It's not a good movie, but the costume looks incredible. You can get anybody to watch Zardoz once by just showing a
1: picture of Sean Connery dressed in an outfit. What songs do do Zardoz people dance to? Well, it was a... They were dancing
0: in the Jurassic Park-themed DJ booth dance party area that was playing mostly, I mean, I would say top 40 dance hits. So it wasn't, they were just dancing to whatever was on. The best part of that was, you know those big inflatable T-Rex costumes that people wear where they can see out through the thing? Yeah. We saw about 20 of those running through the hall in a conga line in different colors. And they danced around everybody, and Kevin Mellon was in there among them. I also got a photo with Mayor McCheese at the uh at the steampunk. That what's called? Steampunk is like the steam powered
1: thing, right? Yes, yes, Dennis. Okay. Steam powered thing also has their steam powered. We got it all. We going to go to the
0: Harry Potter rule ball dance.
1: Man, and they got a lot, lot of cool amazing. dances.
0: Yes. Our information was faulty, so we ended up at the steampunk dance of some kind, and there I saw Mayor McCheese, and so I have a photo of Mayor McCheese, and many of you probably don't, know, none of you know this, but in college, my nickname was Mayor McCheese because our glasses were all my mom's collector's glasses from the 70s and 80s, and she had the old McDonald's set, and I have a giant head, so I they called me Mayor, so it's one of my favorite photos ever. I like if you go that. to my Instagram, Dennis Hopeless Comics, you can see a picture of me cheesing with the mayor.
1: You should, you should like that with a little heart. I, uh, I like the idea that you're walking through a convention and you're like, Hey everybody, does anyone know where the Zardoz dance party is? And some guy is like, Oh yeah, buddy, you just go down the hall, turn to the right. Now, when you see the Harry Potter Yule ball, stop there and then turn to the left and take the side hall. Now, if you turn at the second stop, Then you're going to be in the Legion of Doom raid. Don't go there. Keep going and you'll get to the Zardoz dance party. That is exactly how this went. That is exactly how this went.
0: Because we, we did not get into the, uh, Yule ball. We eventually found the Yule ball. We got in a 30 minute winding line, like at a um, theme park and we were behind, uh, the rabbit from Zootopia and the rabbit from Zootopia said that she had had an interesting con because she was just going for like cute cartoon bunny and was getting hit on by furries the whole time. So we talked to her and then at some point she disappeared and a man in front of us produced a bottle of apple pie uh, moonshine. Yeah. And then while we were dealing with the apple pie moonshine, we got a text from Andy Belanger, who is a Canadian wrestler slash amazing comic book artist. And he told us that he was upstairs hanging out with Xavier Woods from WWE. He was one of our favorite wrestlers. So we got out of the Yule Ball line, went upstairs, met Xavier Woods, who was dressed like Scar from Lion King, like a man version of Scar from Lion King. And then about that time, I would say the apple pie moonshine kicked in and we no longer needed to be at a party. So we left. So that evening was a lot of bouncing about.
1: Yeah, um, it sounds to me like Vision Con here in the Springfield area. And Archon over in the St. Louis area only on a much bigger scale. Yeah. I mean, like, it, that's the, the stuff you're describing sounds like the stuff that used to go on at those conventions. Um, uh it, Sorry, you hear my cat? My cat decided to, to walk into the room. Anybody want to see I don't
0: him? Think cat decided. I don't think cats decide things. I think a cat just walked yeah. into the room.
1: Look at this horrible monster. I'll cat donate is- him right now to anybody watching. They can have Nobody him. Nobody wants
0: that cat. I don't that's want to That's about cat. Cats. Everybody has them. Everybody pr- pretends to love them, but nobody wants anybody else's fucking
1: cat. No, I didn't want this. Oh, you monster! Um, I went to uh Planet Comic Con a couple of years ago, and when I came back, this cat was in my house. My wife and my son decided that they needed to rescue this poor beast, and he is the absolute worst. He is a monster. Everybody else loves him when they come over. They're oh, you have the coolest cat. Uh, he's awful. I. I really, one day someone's going to come in my house. and think like, he's just going to be a carpet that I'm going to have a rug, a cat skin rug. I will have skin the cat and throw him out there because he's terrible. And I don't care who knows that I hate this cat. i cat lover. That's I'm sorry. You can hate the cat. But you also love the cat and have to deal with the cat. Nope. I don't love him, but, uh, you love you, your family and they love it. usually I would say this is a Missouri swagger is an animal free zone, but apparently my door is open a little more than I thought it was. But now he's sleeping, so it's okay. Um, I,
0: I hope that the sign behind you is a little bit clearer to the people watching than it
1: is to me, because it looks like it says Missouri Swinger, which is a different thing. Oh, no, that, that is what it says. I got a whole different thing going. Yeah, I, I was thinking when we you were talking about, you know, dances back. Uh, by the way, is today your day to tell a story? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, you told the last story. Yeah, All right. oh, is it time to tell a story? I don't know. You were thinking about something. Well, it's sort of a story. I could just use that as my story, and then you I don't. Have I don't know. You're the one that has the timer. I was just thinking uh, when we were talking about conventions and uh, and dance parties and stuff and costumes, and I, we used to go to Archon, and I think we've talked about this before. For years ago, I was uh, I was part of a small press publishing company called Undaunted Press. We published magazines. We published uh, chapbooks, anthologies. They were delightful, and we used to set up at conventions and sell them. The mascot for our uh, for our company was a, a little bunny with tentacles. We called him Little Bunny Cthulhu. I've seen this thing. Yeah, I don't it's know cool. why. I don't either. Did um, you show me this. What's that? Why would you have shown me this? I've seen this thing. I can picture it in my head. Right. Well, we'll po- I'll throw if I I'll throw a, a picture of it up if. We can do that with this new technology that we're using. But we decided one year that we were going to purchase a mascot costume of Little Bunny Cthulhu. And I hired a professional, uh, furry cosplay designer to build a a Little Bunny Cthulhu costume. And this thing was miserable. It was the hottest costume you could ever wear. It was, it was ghastly hot. You couldn't see. And when you wear it, everybody wants to bug you. They all want to like, you know, uh, grab you or pull the tentacles or whatever. Um, but my friend Nate decided that he loved wearing it because when he wore this costume, all the ladies flocked to it and he'd go and he'd dance with, uh, he'd dance with the ladies and they'd all gather up and like hump little bunny Cthulhu and, uh, and he would, he might have been having heat stroke in that thing and he would not take it off. But he couldn't see anything in it. And I remember, uh, we were walking one night down the hall with Little Bunny Cthulhu. Cause again, we had to have like handlers. And, uh, this jackass with a foam sword decided he was going to, uh, to whack Little Bunny Cthulhu as he, as he, uh, <laughs> as he came by. And he whacked him. He was super drunk. He was standing outside some room party and he whacked the, the Little Bunny Cthulhu. And then, uh, so one of us said, Hey man, don't, don't hit Little Bunny Cthulhu. We we're trying to be funny about it. Hey, don't hit Little Bunny Cthulhu. You will stir his ire. And, uh, the guy hit him again. Whack! And, uh, and we, and so then we got, it wasn't funny anymore. We said, hey, stop hitting, uh, stop hitting the bunny. And it's my cat behind me. Sorry. Um, then, uh, he got whacked again. He hit us a third time. And Nate in the Little Bunny Cthulhu costume surged up onto this guy and he, shoved his elbow up under his throat and hoisted him up off the floor with his elbow. But right in the middle of this convention, little bunny Cthulhu was uh, choking out this dude, had him pinned up against the wall. It was the greatest moment of any convention I've ever been. To.
0: We also. So what did the guy do in
1: retaliation? He didn't do anything. What do you do when a seven foot tall bunny pins you up against the wall? You cower and you say, I'm sorry, Mr. Bunny. There he is. Good. This. This is why I hate him. He won't leave me alone. Right. Scooping up the field mice and them on the head. That's little buddy Cthulhu. That's right. I wrote a poem about it. You wrote a poem? Yeah. It appeared that it's in the first issue of Whispers from the Shattered Forum, which was our horror anthology magazine. Well, see, you, you almost went the entire episode without saying the word horror. So I'm really glad that we got there. It's fine. Whatever. I saw today. I know we've already told a story. But I saw today, uh, on Twitter, you've got a horror book coming out from Marvel. I do. I've got a. Won't you tell us about that, Dennis? It's a journey
0: into mystery, something Krakoa. And it is a, it is a very strange book that I really love. I have a great deal of fun making. Uh, it's 30 pages of howling and Nick Fury and his howling commandos, like old war comic style comic book writing, but we're telling a, like, Strange Tales-esque, uh, Marvel Monster Story with it. So it's about,
1: about uh, the island of Krakoa from x men Yeah, it's,
0: it's taking the origin of Krakoa and crashing it together with the last mission of Nick Fury and his Commandos during World War Two, And it that's is pretty awesome. And had a lot of fun. One
1: and issue. Very jealous. Uh, yeah, it's a one-shot. That's cool. That's good. When's that come out? I don't know. Soonish. How I don't know. Really there really was a fun? preview on Newsrama. Well, that's, that's good. Man. A-
0: Release dates. Uh, oh, but, uh, Avengers Arena Complete Collection just came out, and I'm very proud of that book, and it costs $40, so you should buy that $40 book and give me royalties. Um,
1: are we in the, are we in the, uh, Hawk Wares section of, the segment of the, the show? Uh, we've never done it before. We, we just, pers- but, I, but no, I will say that Asgard, if we're talking about a bunch of Marvel stuff, uh, Asgardians of the Galaxy number one came out yesterday to rave reviews. Everyone loves yeah, it. And the editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics
0: said that was his favorite book that came out.
1: That's what I've heard too. And I don't, I think it's, I, I think we can announce this. It's going into second printing, so that's Damn. awesome as well. That's good news for Avengers or uh, Asgardian fans. Um but if you didn't get the book yesterday when, or day before yesterday, whenever, if you didn't get, get the book this week, next time you're in your comic shop, pick up number one. has a big surprise at the end that a lot of people weren't expecting, even though it got spoiled, like, a week before the issue came out, which was not fun, but whatever. Um, Excellent. it's going gonna- to
0: that I have out this week is, uh, the first NXT issue of our weekly NXT series that's replacing the WWE ongoing this month comes out this week. And it is about American dream and Dusty Rhodes and his mentoring of the first class of NXT, uh, developmental talent. So so that came out the- what is that out or is it coming out? It came out today. Okay. Yesterday, all right, so okay. Out yes, yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's narrated from Dusty Rhodes. You get a lot of great Dusty Rhodes. It's gorgeous. And it shows Dusty, like, training all of the big NXT talent from that first class that went on to, to great things. So it's a really fun book. And then today I got the lettering proof of the Alistair Black issue of NXT, which is issue four. And that is maybe my favorite thing I've done with WWE because it is insane and weird as hell and really pretty. And I love it.
1: Well, that sounds awesome, man. If you like wrestling comics. I make the best ones. You do make the best ones. I will, you know what? I'll go on, I'll go ahead and, and go on record and say you're my favorite wrestling comic writer. I don't know how many others there are out there, but you are my favorite. There are a few. Oh, oh, I should talk about that. At, I'll tell a DragonCon
0: swagger story. Yes. At DragonCon, uh, Lon Pitts, who is a guy that he's, I think he's like a, comics journalist and a comic book writer. He does um, a bunch of the backup stuff on my WWE book. But he put together and moderated a panel at the show, a wrestling panel at the show. It had... I'm um, not I, I remember everybody's name. I know all these people. But it had a bunch of people that work on the book, including me and Jasmine and Andy Belanger, who wrestles in Canada as right. Bob the Animal Anger. And he came to the panel as Bob the Animal Anger and did the whole thing in... In character, uh, in character, and also he defended his championship belt at the end of that uh, panel, and I got to referee. It was a lot of fun. If you can find video, it's out there. What? Yeah, if you can find video out there, you can see me getting a rug burn
1: sliding across the carpet, it's like doing a three count. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, fun. we got to. F- I'm. We, someone has to find this. Link it to us. Send it to me so I can see it. All right, folks, we broke format tonight. We told two or three stories, and Dennis talked about Zardoz, but hopefully you liked the video. Hopefully you're watching something that resembles a Missouri Swagger video. Who knows? Um, but if you liked it, uh, hit that thumbs up, and please make sure you subscribe and tell your friends about it. And uh, as Dennis likes to say, we will get better. Oh,
0: also we need uh, iTunes reviews. We don't have a rating on iTunes yet because we don't have enough iTunes to download. Oh, yeah. we on iTunes, right? I saw this earlier on the podcast version. If if you want to listen to the audio version of this. Reveal us. If we're not there, I'm wrong. And this is a rating we need somewhere else. But I believe that it's... Basically, what we're saying is we need your love. Yes. If you want to just
1: send us your money, let us know on Twitter. We will set up a P.O. box and you can just mail us cash. You got this mercenary side of you, Dennis. I don't like it. (laughs) I understand... That you feel threatened because your girlfriend was almost taken by a Zardoz dude. But money's not going to change that. That's true. I'm not as cool as Zardoz. You need that red unitard thing. Certainly. I would look good
0: in that red unitard. I feel like I have exactly the right amount of body hair for a Zardoz situation. We just got a whole bunch of bad reviews as you started talking about your body hair. I think that's not true. Weirdly, I think that's not true. I think people go to a show called Missouri Swagger, they expect
1: talk about body. Hair. Alright, alright. Well, we're gonna record another one shortly, and we're gonna have this one up. So, keep watching. More videos coming. We, we skipped a few days because Dennis was out partying with Zardaz, but uh, we're gonna get back on track with. Him. You soon. Alright, thanks guys.